In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg. U.S. Attorney for the Western District of Michigan, Mark Totten, Wednesday announced a federal grand jury has returned an indictment charging Terrence Turner, 28 years old, of Benton Harbor, with two counts of being a convicted felon in possession of firearms. The indictment alleges that Turner possessed two handguns, one loaded at the time of the arrest in August 2023. Maximum possible penalty for each count is 15 years in prison. In a statement, Totten said, We are serious about stopping the proliferation of illegal firearms, especially in West Michigan communities that are combating high rates of violent crime, such as Benton Harbor. He said, We will use all the tools at our disposal. Lest We Forget is preparing for a reenactment of the D-Day invasion in St. Joseph next year. And volunteers were out at Tuscornia Beach on Wednesday as pyrotechnic experts fired off some explosions. Lest we forget, President Larry Wozniak told us they're excited to honor the men who fought at Normandy for the 80th anniversary of the landing that happens next year. It has been done in this beach since 2012, and it's time to do it. So we have a new pyrotechnics company. It's going to take over for our bombs where the World War II planes fly over, and he wanted to do a test run. So today it's a test run. Wozniak said lest we forget also staged a D-Day invasion in 2008. They considered it a couple of years ago, but the water levels in Lake Michigan were too high. 2024 is looking better, and it just so happens to be the 80th anniversary. Lest we forget, Treasurer Lou Burchard told us they'll have reenactors playing both Americans and Germans. And then we'll have some single-engine aircraft attacking the beach, assaulting the defenders here in the, in the uh, sand dunes, and then we'll have the assault by actual 150 reenactors. Wednesday's test explosions were done to determine how much gasoline they'll need for the big event and to find out what the St. Joseph Department of Public Safety will allow. The reenactment is planned for the third weekend of June. Lest we forget, is now raising money to make the reenactment possible. They'll need around $120,000. They currently have about half of that. You can donate at lestweforgetusa.org. A fundraising event will be held this month by the St. Joseph Youth Sports Foundation as it seeks to raise $2 million for a new youth sports complex. Group President Nicole Schmidt tells us they're building the complex on 40 acres at Maiden Lane and Hollywood Road in St. Joseph Township. That includes rocket football, flag football, baseball and softball, along with a miracle league field. The initial goal for the sports complex is $2 million just to break ground on the football field and trails. However, the total goal is about $8 million for all of the amenities that will include a playground, a splash pad and batting cages. Schmidt says the foundation is working with a fundraising firm and set for October 21 is the first fundraising event to be held at North Pier Brewery. And it's kind of a two-part thing. Earlier in the day, starting at 1 o'clock, we'll have a cornhole tournament. And then starting at 4 o'clock, we're going to do a tailgate party at North Pier for the Michigan-Michigan State game. The cornhole tournament will feature both adult and youth teams. The entry fee for adult teams is $50. The fee for youth teams, $25. Admission to the tailgate party will be $40. You can register for either event at the St. Joseph Youth Sports Foundation website. Schmidt notes the fundraising effort has already attracted some big community support with a $150,000 donation from Connie Hansen and a $100,000 donation from Deb and Jay Craig. It's also received $115,000 donation from an anonymous donor. The hope is to break ground on the complex in the spring. New candidate filings for public office in Berrien County. The Berrien County Clerk's Office tells us Jason Long of Berrien Springs has filed to run for Berrien County Sheriff. He's currently a deputy within the Sheriff's Department. 
Also having filed for that office is Richard Briand of Niles. He's a retired floor covering installer who previously ran for the Berrien County Board of Commissioners in 2014. So far, Berrien County Undersheriff Chuck Height has not filed to run for the office, but it is anticipated he will do so. Filing to run for Berrien County Clerk next year is City of Bridgman Clerk Sheila Wright. Berrien County Clerk Sharon Tyler has not filed to run, though she has plenty of time to do so. Set for this Sunday is the third annual Halloween Harvest at the Bridgman Open Air Market. Market manager Roseanne Stakovic tells us around 70 vendors will be there with candy, games, and special Halloween items. Everybody comes dressed up in costumes for trick-or-treating. The vendors get dressed up, the booths are decorated. It's just a lot of fun. Stakovic invites the kids to come out dressed up so they can trick-or-treat at the market. She notes the last couple of Halloween celebrations were very popular. More and more come out every year. Last year, I want to think we had Dean near 2,000 people come out, and I'm hoping to top that record. In addition to the vendors, Diana's Kitchen and Ben's Pretzels will be on site to feed the ghouls and goblins roaming in the market. Bridgman Open Air Market is located in the United Federal Credit Union parking lot on the corner of Lake Street and Red Arrow Highway. The hours this Sunday will be 9 a.m. to 3 p.m. A bridge project planned for this weekend in St. Joseph has been postponed. WSJM's Andrew Green reports. The Michigan Department of Transportation has canceled the planned closure of the Washington Avenue Bridge over I-94 this weekend. Spokesperson Nick Sharippa tells us they had planned to do some epoxy sealing on the bridge, but the weather at night this weekend is expected to dip below 50 degrees. That means poor conditions for the epoxy to dry. MDOT's now looking to do the bridge project in the spring. The plan had been to close the bridge Saturday and reopen it in time for Monday morning. Now MDOT says, never mind. Andrew Green, WSJM News. Negotiators from the UAW are looking over a new offer from Ford as the strike against the big three automakers hits day 20. Ford says the offer includes pay raises of more than 20%, including a double-digit increase the first year, along with profit sharing for temporary workers and job security. Auto analyst John McElroy says there is concern that the new contract could hurt Ford's competitiveness in the future. In my read of the situation, the automakers have provided the union with uh, historic uh, proposals here. In fact, Ford just announced it's given the union its seventh proposal. That's, that's highly unusual in any kind of contract negotiation, that it takes seven approvals to get to a deal. United Auto Workers President Sean Fain could announce an expansion of the strike later this week. If you won the lottery, would you want to remain anonymous? That was the debate in Lansing this week. A Michigan House bill has been introduced that would not require multi-state lottery game winners to disclose their identities publicly. State Representative Pat Outman supports the legislation. In today's digital age, maintaining privacy and ensuring personal safety have become paramount concerns. With the advent of the internet and social media platforms, it has become incredibly easy for anyone to access personal information about individuals, including lottery winners. This heightened visibility raises the risk of fraud, harassment, and even physical harm. Currently, Michigan law allows people to remain anonymous if they've won $10,000 or more in a state-only lottery game. The legislation would protect those who win bigger games like the Mega Millions and Powerball. October is Fire Prevention Month, and the state wants you to do things to make your home safer. State Fire Marshal Kevin Schellmeyer says the top cause of deadly fires in Michigan is smoking, followed by cooking. He says far too many people don't have smoke detectors, and that could have tragic consequences. As we sit with 81 fire fatalities so far this year in 2023, um, we're noticing that about 73% of those 
75 fatal fires, they did not have a working smoke alarm. And when I say they didn't have a working smoke alarm, I didn't say they didn't have smoke alarms. I said they didn't have a working smoke alarm. And in many cases, it's because they had a 9-volt battery and the battery is dead. Selmeyer says people should never smoke in bed or on a couch. He also reminds everyone to pay attention while cooking. The Southwest Michigan Planning Commission is asking everyone to be careful not to clog storm sewers this fall. Associate planner Becca Schrag tells us when the leaves fall off the trees, they can wind up in the gutters, which causes the storm sewers to get blocked. So a lot of people will rake their leaves onto the street or um, use a, a leaf blower and put them on the street for city pickup. And what we're asking is for people to keep them off of the street and more like on the edge of their yards, so that way they're not running down into storm drains and clogging those pipes. Shrag says leaves can lead to the storm sewers flooding, which releases pollutants into the environment. You can help protect storm sewer systems by washing your car on the lawn instead of the driveway, redirecting roof drains away from the street, and reducing the use of fertilizer. In the WSJM Newsroom, I'm Ken Lundberg.